Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Kia ora. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Now, let me check what I need to do here because it's a crazy day for me, a very crazy day because it's the first time I've used Zoom on a B-Sides. So, um, you know, big learning. Um, B-Side Stories, people who make Wellington tick. And today I have got two people in from Wellicon. This weekend, Wellington's sparkling new convention centre, Takina, over a thousand people are going to be gathering for Wellicon, which is the largest board gaming convention in Aotearoa. It's run by a dedicated team of volunteers, and two of those people are C.D. Doyle and Adrian Pollock. Let's see if we can hear you, Adrian. Can we hear you? Kia ora, thanks for having us here. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're on there, even though I'm not sure I actually did hit the right buttons, did I? Did someone do it for me? I think I did. <laughs> it rocks. And we also have C.D. Doyle. G'day, how are you doing? Good. I'm happy now that we know that Zoom works and I'm loving it. Yeah. I keep learning. Th- I've been doing this for five years and I learn something new about the studio every time. Experiments are good. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked to you, CD, and Nigel five years ago. Oh, it seems it doesn't seem that long at all. Five years has just gone like that. Well, at that stage, we were really excited because you'd had 400 people come to Wellicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a few things have happened in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, what's your highest number? Yes. Um, 1,200. So, yeah, that was um year before last. Last year was slightly different because of people have forgotten that we were actually in red in uh, April last year. You know, one year ago, True. we were in red. And at that point, we had to decide whether we were going ahead in Ju- in June um, with the event last year. And we decided we couldn't because we didn't know when Red would end. So we went to November. So that slightly changed um, the timing and everything. So uh, that year was uh, about 1,000. And this year, we've already th- sold 1,000. So we're looking at probably around 1,400 maybe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff. And it will be at Takina, so it yeah. should be able to hold whatever you can throw at it. Yes, way. absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're we're um, got crazy ambitions to. We're, we've taken over level one, which is the the three levels, um, and crazy ambitions. We'll we'll get to do two levels at some point. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so, can you both tell me a little bit about how you got involved with this giant board game convention, Adrienne? So I have loved board games ever since I was old enough to roll a dice. And I got told about this convention in Wellington and I went along and it was really cool. And I met these amazing women there and they became friends. And then um, CD started to be one of the organisers and asked me if I'd like to help and I said sure <laughs> as you do mm-hmm. um when you're not as resistant as me I will one day one day <laughs> it's all good how about you CD 
Well, uh, as Adrian said, I I went along fairly early on in, in its life. So um, the first event happened in a corner of another convention. They just had two tables where they were playing board games and everyone else was, was a convention of um, table toppers, which is the, the guys with the sort of terrain and the little tanks and things who, who do sort of... Um, uh, miniatures uh, action um. and um, the second event I was looking for something to do some people to play with and um, there wasn't much around Wellington so when I heard about this uh, possibility I went along and um, they had about five tables I think in the corner of the convention the second year and I offered to help because that's what I do it's, it's my kind of thing is is organized stuff so <laughs> I uh, yeah volunteered to, to help out and um, yeah so we became the the fab four who were um, uh, running it each year um, and then Andrew who was the the founder um, he he had twins <laughs> and uh, somehow he didn't have enough time to be running a convention as well um, so he said uh, do you want to take it over and I was like yeah absolutely and you've been there ever since. Yes. So it's over 10 years now. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a fabulous 10 years seeing it grow and change. And we've had such amazing support from the community, from um, designers and publishers. And it's really thrilling to be part of this committee that does this amazing event. Mm. When you say the community, do you mean there was like a sort of set board game community and that's who's come in or do you think it's it's wider than that? The people who come to Wellycon? I think board gaming is becoming so mainstream now that it can appeal to most people. Yeah. I know that when we first came along we had some little kids and so that was their first time coming to something like that obviously and um, it was heaps of fun because it was just a really inclusive space to just try some stuff out mm. and ask other people for help and and you've actually got a set way of doing that. I mean, if you if you want to ask for help but you don't feel like wandering the tables, how do how can people ask for help? <laughs> <laughs> so the the tagline of the event is the biggest fun friendly board game convention, and we work really hard on the fun and friendly part of it because big is easy. You can um, uh, you you can grow if you want to uh, relatively easily, but the fun and the friendly are actually quite hard. So um, we work really hard on the friendly in that we have um, a bunch of volunteers who are there just to help you to pick something that they th that they think will help that you'll like that, that's your kind of your thing um, and also for people who are perhaps um, you know a little shyer and and not as outgoing they might um, help uh, find those people and connect them because uh, we we want people to feel in included and in, in part of the the crew so um, that's their job the sole job is to wander around <laughs> and make friends <laughs> <laughs> So in the photo that we put on Facebook, um, the people who do that were in green T-shirts. What mm -hmm. color is the T-shirt now? Ah, thank you. It's a great orange. Um, so a couple of years, uh, two, no, last year was the first year we did it. So, so 2022, we decided that for the first time ever, we wanted to actually have a brand. Um, so we got... Uh, 
again, one of the community who is a graphic designer and um, he roped in one of his uh, co-workers and they came up with uh, a neat uh, set of designs for us and gave us a range of different colours to choose from. And the ones that we liked the best were um, a bright orange, think, um, you know, roadside worker fluoro uh, and um, <laughs> navy, which is a really neat um, pairing, I think, because it sort of offsets really nicely. Okay, so those are the colours to look out for. Yeah. But I imagine even if you accidentally accost someone else wearing an orange T-shirt, they won't mind too much. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, we changed to, um, they look like fishing vests, you know, where they've got lots of little pockets. Oh. Um, and really useful for people to um, carry their phone and stuff around in. Uh, so they're, they're orange fluoro vests. Uh, anyone who's wearing one of those, feel free to just wander up and say, hey. Nice. How many volunteers are there now? I've had 76 people sign up. To be a volunteer and my roster is pretty full we've got about 60 spots over the weekend and then we've got a crew working Thursday night Friday and Monday to help get it put away again at the end oh yeah and pick up any do you find very many spare pieces lying around on the floor we hope not <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit um, one of our committee members made an amazing etiquette poster and one of the tags on that is no peace left behind <laughs> so we encourage all players to just have a check scan the floor the end of their game to make sure they've got everything trick for young players is sometimes you have to check like if you've rolled up your trousers because we've had uh-huh. <laughs> we've had times where it's like where did the piece go and it's like fallen inside a cuff or something <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I had one get stuck in a hood of a kid at school uh, once. We looked everywhere for this piece. Actually, because that's the point. You're a teacher, Adrian. Do you um, Mm. get all the kids board gaming? Yeah. My classroom always has board games at some stage of the year. They do seem like a good learning thing to me. There are so many good learning games now. It is just phenomenal. We have a um, one of the special sessions that we're running this year is uh, a panel of three. Um, two of them, I believe, are lecturers at, at universities, and the third is a passionate board game designer. And um, they're actually doing a talk on how to bring learning in through games. Mm. So it's going to be fascinating. I mean, it's obvious that there's maths in there and so much probability, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which will always do my head in. It's like, why? Why was the six never rolled mm-hmm. in Katana many? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, no. But yes, obviously, there's all that social interaction too. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of why board games exist. I mean, if you think about how long board games have been around, it's a long, long time, thousands and thousands of years, is... Partly the uh, training the brain, so keeping active and keeping our uh, mentally fit, um, but also the social interaction is really important that you can do that in a non-combat situation and have and uh, learn some skills that will help you to deal with humans in in a way that's um, uh, fair and um, mm-hmm. you know uh, social. It is so great for kids for that. Um, because I mean my favourite games will have an element of strategy and an element of luck so mm. that if you lose I mean you 
you know, you just lost it. It's some something somebody else played a bit better and also some luck. So don't be sad about it. It's a game. Have fun. Yes. <laughs> I know that's such a great lesson for kids to learn. Yeah. Dealing with disappointment in a safe space is yeah. a really key thing for children, isn't it? To be able to lose gracefully or win gracefully. Yes, that's the other thing. Board games give such good opportunities for that. And helping each other, um, mentoring, all that sort of thing. So good. Mm. I guess we should talk about there's a whole bunch of so much goes on at WellyCon now. It's not just playing games. There's just so many things. Mm-hmm. But really, and we can talk about all of those hopefully as we go through, but the sure. core of it, I guess, really is that board game library. Mm. And can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so the the collection of games in the library is uh, thousands. Um we have uh, games that are brought by the attendees so they bring their own games from home put them into the library and that makes up a large portion of the library and we also have games from uh, board game rentals which is in island bay and um that's a, a a guy who basically runs it out of his garage and uh, you can subscribe to to sort of get a, a box a month and have a couple of games come to your house and you can try them out and, um, and then send them back and get some new ones so we we partner with him to provide a huge range of games um, in the board game library and do people also bring in like you guys are bringing in yours from home yes and, yeah, yeah so um, someone was actually asking me yesterday how many games I do have, and I didn't know. So I went. I've, I started cataloging them just to make sure that I make sure that I what I take to Wellicon I also bring back because um, <laughs> it's easy to to mislay one. Um, and I now have two hundred and seventy odd games. So that's quite amazing to me as well as anyone else, <laughs> let alone anyone else. <laughs> Lots of bookshelves. Yes. Yes. But I have now run out of, unless I um, cover up my, there's a big mirror in my dining room, unless I start covering up the mirror, I'm out of wall space. So I can't get any more. If I get more, I have to sell some as well. So, Yeah, and you can sell them at Wellicon as well. Good point, yes. Um, yes. Buy, sell, swap, table. Um, so people who've got games that are just not making it to the table, which I've got about a, a good dozen of those, um, you can bring them along and um, sell them to somebody who will love them and use them. I've got some great scores there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Staggering out with boxes. <laughs> yes. Another amazing component of our board game library is the play to win section. We've got over 200 titles that attendees can win. They must be won this weekend. So with a thousand people, you've got a one in five chance of winning one of those amazing games. And there are a number of people whose sole focus for the weekend is to play as many of those games as they would Uh like to win. (laughs) Unfortunately, playing it more than once doesn't increase your chances, (laughs) but there's some fantastic (laughs) titles in there. Mm. And I'm, I've got my eye on a couple that I'd be <laughs> very happy to take home. Nice. And do you still have the rule that um, you can't win more than one, like an individual can't win more yes. than one? Yeah. 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 So it's all very fair. Yes. <laughs> I I won one that I found so hard to learn. I was, I was going, oh, this this game's so painful. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. <laughs> and then I won it. I was like, oh, typical. 
But yeah. actually, it's one of my favourite games now. So right. <laughs> just took a bit. Sometimes I take a bit of learning. Yes. <laughs> Which one was that? Oh, it was Viscounts. I actually oh. sometimes find, I don't know, this might be bad to say, but our local game designers, Garfield Games, sometimes I find their rules a bit hard to get used to at the beginning. Right. But, yeah, yeah. I get there cool. in the end, and they're always good. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to jump. I'm game. just going to use it as a segue, actually, to jump into because Gaffle Games. You're actually in a Gaffle game, aren't you, CD? <laughs> you <laughs> yes. are a version. Yes, <laughs> uh, special card. Um, that's true. So, oh, gosh, I can't remember. It was four years ago. Um, the Raiders of the North Sea was uh, up for the Spiel de Jar, which is or Spiel de, Spiels de Jar, Jars. Um, I never know how to spell because no, it's yeah, German. I'm never quite sure whether to say the S or not because I, I know French where, where you don't say the S. Um, so Spiel de Jars, and uh, that's the international game of the year. So uh, around the world, uh, all the games are, are uh, judged and weighed and um, put up for uh, nomination. So he was nominated for that, and. Um, so we decided that we'd use that game as our theme game for the event. So every every WellyCon we have a different theme game, and it's usually something that's been really really popular. Most people know, um, and his series has been so successful um, that we decided we use that one as the theme game. And so, given that he's local, lives in Kapiti, um we just uh, got in touch with him and said, um, you know, is it a possibility of having something special for WellyCon for the event? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's always been my wish to, that WellyCon is where you get to do things that you don't get to do at your, you know, regular Friday night group mm-hmm. uh, where you play games or whatever. Um, so uh, he said, yes, absolutely. And we didn't know what he was going to do. Uh, so it was total surprise. And uh, he sent us, um, he, it's actually a card that goes in the game as a bonus card, a, a special edition. And yes, it's got me on it. We have to say, you're a hero. Yes, okay, I'm a hero. <laughs> hero <Yeah>. character. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you can you can play me as one of your, one of your crew. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> it's really cool. There's <laughs> oh, total immortality there. Yeah. And I think actually just speaking about Wellicon, I think that was a tipping point for us to get international recognition mm-hmm. because since then our sponsorship has grown and enabled us to have the most amazing play to win section and mm-hmm. that uh, Shem provided us all the graphics and things like that. And since then our game sponsor has provided us with graphics and it's been really legitimate and really special mm. to be um able yeah. to use yeah. that media and yes yeah so yeah. when you say game sponsors does that mean that's where the theme comes from each year yes yeah. right yeah so they they provide us we we approach because we, we have a couple of games in mind and we approach those publishers and say you know we'd love to use that as the theme game um, what that involves is is you giving us your graphics the, the the original graphics and allowing us to use them on our materials and, and special things so um, yeah usually they're very happy to do that because it's helping to promote their game sure surely um, and yeah, that definitely you're absolutely right, Adrian. That was the sort of the the kickoff for having a much more access to the international community. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I want to talk more about themes afterwards, but um, I think it might be a good time to play a song. 
You've chosen a few between you. Um, let's play Super Groove here. A random selection of things from my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's called Sitting Inside My Head, so True. that might be quite suitable. Yeah. What's up, Miles? Nope, they're not new records. These are old. Yep, yep. I just hit the place and then I get it rocking. Got this shit unlocking. We ain't selling keys, selling vibes. Go and tell your G's. If I make a shot, probably get a three. And you probably pay while I get it free. Motherfucker. What the hell is that? What's that noise? It's that bad, bad taste. It's that big, bad wolf. Coming a blow down your place. With them weak foundations, you'll get found out quick. Yeah, the truth hits hard. Like a roundhouse kick. It's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull a lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people wanna talk shit about all that. I'm like, why, yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, three, four. Okay, so that was confusing for everybody because <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't super groove. That was something else. <laughs> um, that was interesting. <laughs> that was, I just, my hand did some stuff and never mind. Good. We'll, might do super groove later on. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so we were talking about themes. Um you're listening to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, B-Side Stories, and we're talking all about WellyCon, which is coming up this weekend, um, massive board game convention. So there's been a lot of themes. We were talking about how those are sponsored by a particular game. Hmm. What's the theme this year? So this year is is an exclusive, a world exclusive. We actually have um, our theme game is Great Western Trail New Zealand. So Great Western Trail was uh, out, came out a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and it's been phenomenally successful. It's about taking your cows across America to sell them at market. Um, and that game has now got two variants. So there's an Argentinian version was the first one they did because similar theme, moving cattle across um, South America. And then they've moved to New Zealand and New Zealand being a bit more of a sheep country than a cow country 
um, as it was, uh, you know, hundred years ago. Oh, so right. it's set, it's set a hundred years ago. Yeah, right. sure. um, you know, at the turn of the the last century, um, and uh, so that's the theme for the event this year. And we're really um, taking that sheep theme and um, putting it into all sorts of things that are going to happen, exciting things that are going to happen at Wellicon this year. <laughs> yeah, so that was my question that I had on Facebook. The the great Wellicon sheep trick is that ah it? yes yes what, what is that? <laughs> so um, you may or may not know that the bottom level of uh, Takina, the new convention centre, is designed as an exhibition space. Um, and the first exhibition is going to be the Lego Dinosaurs Jurassic uh, World. So we uh, basically reached out to Lego and said, we've got a lot of synergies here, Lego on the, the ground floor and board games on the first floor. Um, how could we link uh, those things together? And we've got in touch with the local... Um, well lug which is the local lego fans meetup group and um, they have made for us a design for a lego sheep <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can come along and um, pay your 10 bucks and there's a little sheep muster trail to go on uh, i've called it the great wellicon sheep muster and uh, you get a little um, a little uh, passport and it's got clues in it as to where to go to get your different bits of your sheep um, and then you build oh. it as you go around the venue oh <laughs> wow that sounds really cool so scavenger hunt sort of bit Yes, exactly, hunt, exactly. Treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is it for kids or anyone? Anyone, anyone can can do it. Um, <laughs> the first I'm, hundred people get to do it. Exactly. Yeah, right. we, we we did a hundred, thinking that's probably about right. But we'll we'll find out. This is a this is what I love about this. We try and do something new and different every year, and this is a total experiment. I have no idea how it'll go. Um, so we just did a hundred, and yeah, come and get come and so go along. So Adrian, you told me beforehand that. You had a palette of Lego show up. So does that mean the palette Lego was all in quite specific sheep colours? <laughs> no. As CD said, um, we reached out to Lego for some um, synergies and they have provided us with five 80-litre tubs of Lego for attendees to play with and build with at our event. So we decided that we're going to have a competition and attendees can build something with Lego if they choose to build something board game related. Um, there's going to be a prize for the most creative, creation. the most imaginative, the thing that oh. appeals to us the best. Um, so if you come along, build a, a little scene or a tableau or something that represents your favourite board game and um, put that on the socials. And uh, yeah, we'll give a prize for the one that's the, the most awesome. That's another thing. There's just so much going on. I don't know how you guys handle it all. Yep. <laughs> With great skill and aplomb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I mean, I don't know what happens behind the scenes. I've never seen, as a punter, I've never seen anything go horribly wrong. So, <laughs> Well, we have incredible. nine people on the committee. So uh, uh, it, it varies slightly year to year, of course. Um, but I decided, uh, as Adrian was saying earlier, when I when I took over the reins, I decided that um, you need more than four people to run, you know, an event like this. I had had experience with running a similar, uh, well, a very different event, but running an event, 
um, previously, which was the Sculpture Symposium down on the waterfront, which you may remember. Yeah. Um, for about 20 years it was running down there. And so I was part of that committee, and I learned from that that you need a good group of people to share the load. So I think we had about seven in the first year, and um, it varies between sort of seven and nine um, any particular year. And the whole point of that is that people can, um, because it's volunteers, you know, you can leave if you, you feel you need to um, without any any guilt um, because we know that we'll have enough people to mm-hmm. continue running the event. Um, and every year we um, actively recruit some new people to come onto the committee because having new people brings new ideas and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening this year that hasn't happened before and it's because we've got new people on the scene, Yay. which is fantastic. So great. What are some of the other new things that are happening? Niv, our event person on the committee, had this idea that she wanted to bring the orbit sessions to Wellicon. She wanted to do something that was extra and different and that you can only get access to. And so she approached some designers and other people to do some talks and fun things. And we've had talks before at Wellicon, which were very well received, but not in this format, which is you buy your orbit ticket and that lets you go to any of the different orbit events that are happening. And orbits in the orbit of board games. So they're, okay. they're board game adjacent or board game expanding um, activities. Such as? So there's a uh, board game quiz. So you can go on and, and form little teams and um, the Wellicon committee is uh, undoubtedly going to have a team <laughs> <laughs> in the quiz. Um, Surely you're unbeatable. <laughs> Actually, I think Adrian's got the, the schedule. There, yeah. so. so Richard Durham, who we were talking about before, is doing a talk about called Crashing into Game Design, a sometimes useful model for beginning or jaded designers. Um, we're having the Playful Path to Learning, which is a presentation by Ben Hawken, Chris Johnson, and Richard. Um, there is a talk from Shem Phillips from Gapo Games, um, and that one's, he's just going to talk about how he started out and now what's happening with him. But, um, that one's mm. called A Kiwi Success Story. That's such a great local success story. Yeah. Uh, we should try and get him on. I th- he might be a bit shy, but Absolutely. it'd be great to get him and on he, sometime. I think the last thing is called The Art of Making Board Games, and that's a presentation by Paul Tobin and Claire Hackett from Arcus Games. Mm-hmm. And so X-Wetted they're going to be talking yeah. about... Um, how do you choose your theme and your art style? So that's probably geared towards people who are aspiring designers. Oh, this all sounds so good, and I didn't even know about any of that. And I think I'm you've oh, got eight tickets like eight, tic- eight tickets left. Is it like? But is it for certain bits of it, or is it for the so whole? Your, orbit no, your thing? orbit ticket allows you to attend any of those sessions. Mm. Ah, okay. Yeah. We shouldn't say it. I shouldn't have said that. Eight tickets. Left. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's none left. Don't anybody go in. <laughs> yep. But being able to access the designers and hear them talk is fabulous. And we know how valuable that is for our designers. So we've actually got, is there 18 this year, CD? 
Something um, like that. There's 12 in the, what, what we, uh, basically there's a designer's wall. So we have a big wall down um, a, down the middle of the um, big big uh, hall and the designers um, have a nice little booth where they can put up uh, some signage and things and have access to the public. So they get to actually talk about uh, what they do, how they're doing it, and to uh, get feedback from people, which mm -hmm. is really important uh, for game designers. Um, so there's, there's 12 doing that. And then we have, as a bonus, the prototype event, which we tried last year as an experiment. Um, the Orbit sessions are an experiment this year, and the Lego is an experiment this year. Um, the prototype event was last year, and that went really well. So we're doing it again. And that's where people can bring along a prototype that they've got, something that they're developing, they're trying. And we have everybody from school kids who are developing something as part of their school curriculum uh, to professional you know, people like uh, Shem Phillips, who we talked about before. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I love that how it's a real give and take. Like everyone's a winner from that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So. And, and I love that community too. Actually, mm. speaking of the community, who are some of your other partners? Um, you talked about the board game library in Island Bay. Mm -hmm. Do you have other partners as well? Yep. Uh, we, have, we partner with... Um, uh, Jules Burgesser, who is a, a lady who runs a, a collection of D&D um, &D Dungeon Masters. And she comes along and uh, with her crew, they run sort of introduction to our sessions to what Dungeons & Dragons is all about. Um, so she's been doing that for, gosh, a few years now. Um, we This year, with the theme being... Um, New Zealand sheep. Uh, we have have reached out to the uh, Wellington spinners and weavers community. Um, <laughs> awesome. So they're going to be coming along and doing some demonstrations of how to spin wool um, and uh, knitting and, and weaving and some of the, the things you can do. It's so great. <laughs> A sort of, yeah, board game adjacent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not the thing you would think of initially, but <laughs> yep. Um, we also partner with many of our local, what is it, friendly local game stores. Mm -hmm. So BD&D Games and Petoni, Caffeinated Dragon, Cerberus Games and Counterculture are mm -hmm. uh, all there. We've got um, shops, vendors mm -hmm. selling things too. Yep. Yep. And we've partnered with um, the Catan people to run the New Zealand Championship for Catan. So during March, we ran qualifiers all over the country, and the top 16 are eagerly awaiting their their chance to contest the title because Tim from Pixel Park, who's the local importer or the New Zealand importer of board games, has sponsored the winner to go to Nish to the International Championship, which last year was in Malta, and we managed to send... Um, someone who indeed won and became world the new champion. world yeah. champion so <laughs> we've got very high yeah. hopes yeah. for our champion this year from Wellicom to the world all, that's right yeah boots to fill. <laughs> so this is all thanks to the generosity of our board game community mm. amazing 
Yeah, so you've only had that one other time. And last time it was only in Wellington, wasn't it? But this time it's across the whole country. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that next year that will also grow (laughs) and we will have more qualifiers because they all sold out. Mm. Yes, once people realise. Yeah. So much fun. And and lots of people play Settlers of Catan. Yes. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to play that. Mm. You do have some hardcore gaming, hard courses that what I'd think of as like hardcore, though, don't you? That sort of goes overnight. And... Um, yeah, we haven't, I don't think we've got anyone that I know of this year planning to do Twilight Imperium, which is kind of the syn- synonym for, oh my God, that's too long. Um, <laughs> uh, so that, that, that game runs like eight to 12 hours. Um, so as far as I know, nobody's planning to do that one this, this year. Um, but we do have a, a late night session, which is we, we put that in initially because people just wanted to continue playing games and who are we to stop them? Um, <laughs> but we've actually discovered since that it's actually really handy for people, particularly, um, you know, people who have uh, kids or other reasons why they can't come during the day. And so they come to the night session, which is 10 till two or three in the morning, something like that, whenever people have had enough. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they come along and play games through the night. But the <laughs> awesome. bonus for that session okay. is that you have much easier access to all of the play to win games because there's <laughs> yes. only about 60 people so you're pretty much guaranteed to get to play the game that you want work your way <laughs> through them oh there is that yes hovering by the play to win table where's that one that i really want to try <laughs> yeah. with your little list yeah hey i'm gonna try and have another go that super groove song yeah. oh dear <laughs> and i feel like maybe oh, i'll see how we go but i might even like check a second one on just because i've kind of done you guys out of one of your songs so. sweet but um Try for super groove sitting inside my head. Let's do this again. We can do it. I walk around this town. Yes. There's buildings closed and windows aborted. I think about you. When I hear a door slam in the wind and the glass on the mat says welcome. I think about you, you, you. Sitting inside my head laughing at what I said. Uh. Let's fill the cup and let's wash away the- 
When I hear a door slam in the wind And the glass on the mat says welcome I think about you I think about you Welcome back to B-Side Stories. That was fun. So that was Who the Hell is Edgar <laughs> by Taya and Selena, possibly two people. Um, and it was a Eurovision entry. Yeah, from this year. Um, <laughs> I, ca- I can't quite remember the country, but um, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. Who, who thought there'd be a, a pop song about Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> Probably not Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh. Well, that was a lot of fun. I was, just, I was a bit attached to the desk or I would have been jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've talked about a lot of things that go on. Like we've, we've still got a couple more um, that we haven't talked about, like tournaments. Uh-huh. Yes, so um, I was, I'm going to hand to Adrienne actually because she's kind of the, the, especially with the Catan stuff, um, knows all about that. So yes, the Catan tournament is happening. We've done qualifiers across the country and we've got the finals and the winner gets to go to, we're not sure yet, but somewhere cool to go and compete. But we run the Pandemic Survivor or Survival Tournament and um, Billy and I went to Nashville and we tried it out at a, a tabletop day there and decided that it was really cool. So we got in touch with Z-Man Games and uh, bought the tournament survivor pack which is basically um 12 games or 24 games of pandemic but everybody plays the exact same game and it's the choices that you make that decide whether you cure the world or get (laughs) overrun and it is a phenomenal game um it is so much fun it's just you and your partner against everybody else and it's last man standing and it's um yeah it was just such a good time and How long one of the people, it's about an hour long the game oh, oh, okay. and it happens okay. on saturday at 10 30. okay cool sorry you were about to say we, something else yeah we run that every every wellicon and it usually sells out mm-hmm. we've also got the sushi go tournament that caffeinated dragon is sponsoring and that is basically you get to play Sushi Go Party and whoever scores the most wins. And there'll be, I think, two or three rounds of that. And we're very excited because we have the New Zealand Championship for Great Western Trail New Zealand. This game is our theme game. It hasn't been released yet. And we have enough copies to run a tournament. So one person from the 16 players in that is going to take home a copy of this brand new game. Cool. They'll be the world champion. You'll all be on the same <laughs> level as well. Um, so there's so much going on like we talked about. Like if I'm coming along for the very first time, you know, I'm going to walk in, there's going to be hundreds of people in there. What do you reckon? It's a good way to go about getting in there where should I head so uh, perfect question we we thought about that this year and uh, we felt like we wanted to make it easy for new people to understand what's going on and what the form is where things are that kind of thing and uh, we developed a um, a little it's like a it's like a treasure hunt, like you mentioned before, um, but it's about it's a little mini quiz, basically a self a self guided tour around the venue, um, and you uh, use a QR code to scan it, so anybody can do it and on their phone, and it takes you to this little uh, quiz tour, and you find the different locations um, given the the clues uh, on the quiz, so it basically walks you through what are all the things that happen at Wellicon so that you can learn a little bit more about it. That sounds so good. One of our volunteers, Sam, 
runs Urbent. How do you say it? Urbentics yeah. or it? Urbanantics? Urbantics. Urbantics. And so he's developed that for us. Mm. But straight away, the minute you walk in the door through reception, we have our learn to play area and we've got 12 tables of games being taught by volunteers. We've got um, easy games, hard games, uh, long games, short games. There's a huge range of games. At any one time, there's going to be at least five or six games being taught that you can just go jump into um, if there's space or you can watch and then join in. So we're really trying to make sure that people have a spot that they can go to to learn something new, to get into a game straight away. And we've got three games that are being taught from 10 till 6 each day. We've got Cascadia, which is one of the winners from Spiel de Jars. We've got Project L, which is a very popular puzzle-like game that we had last year. And we've got a brand new cooperative game called King of Monster Island. And those three games are getting taught from 10 till 6 all day, every day. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to have to start doing it for a week. People just have to take a week off work. <laughs> it's been more than one time people have suggested that we run it. Are you doing it on the public holiday Monday as well? And we're like, no, that's our recovery day. <laughs> Sweeping up and, yeah. Yep, that's right. But if you can't get enough of WellyCon or you can't make it, there's always mini WellyCon, which is Labour Weekend. And that one's a little bit more low-key. We're limited to two or 300 people, is it, hmm. at the Bridge Club? 200, yeah. So, hmm. Yep. And um, if you go on the Wellington on Board meetup group, you'll see all the things that are happening around Wellington. So there are clubs. What's really exciting is, again, as I said um, earlier on, I was looking for things, people to play with when, when I started getting into games and there was nothing. So I started this meetup group. And um, since then, not only is there Welcome Wednesday, which I run uh, myself in, uh, at the St. Peter's Church Hall in um, Willis Street, that's every, uh, about every other Wednesday, um, there's now a group in uh, Upper Hutt, there's now a group in um, Wainui Amata, uh, there's a group out on the Kapiti Coast, there's all these different gaming groups have started up over the last few years and it's really cool to see them all you know just springing yeah. up because people are keen and they want to play games and share the love just quickly before we go off here if somebody's all excited it's like i want to volunteer can they do that can they do it this year or would they need to wait till next year they're probably gonna have to wait till next year i'm sorry we are full <laughs> on our roster but join the mailing list or go along and sign up and then i can um because i email the volunteers every year to say are you keen to do it again so even if you can't get in this year feel free to sign up the link is on our website and then you'll go into our databases registering your interest Perfect. that program was brought to you by wellington access radio get your voice heard thanks new zealand on air for funding accessmedia.nz